Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Buonasera, come va tutti? Tutti va aquí, cosa? Come va tutti in San Antonio? That was Italian. How's everybody? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, are we going? Um... Uh, so we are here today. Oh, I think that's the first time I opened since you complained that oh my I didn't. Gosh. Oh, that I opened all the time. I wonder how many I did. Probably like probably like fifty. Two. <laughs> um, okay, well that was a terrible opening. You decided to open it. I was going to say in French. Is that what you said? No Italian. Oh, see, but whatever. You're such an uncultured swine. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, you went. We're not even talking. Okay, you've traveled more than I have. You win. Anyways. Well, let's dive right in, everybody, which is you and I. <laughs> um, so we were talking about our patients slash athletes mm-hmm. slash everyone we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're kind of talking about compliance. We've talked about compliance and like doing your exercise at home and doing all that fun stuff. But I think we've grown such a good following independently, right? Individually. Mm-hmm. Um, but... To the point that we have athletes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I mean, I think yours is a pretty cool flex. Just uh, they're just like not in, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're not all in San Antonio. Right. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it is fun. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your experience there and working with athletes. What's, so, the, what's the farthest athlete you have? He right now is in Europe. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like. Uh, basketball athletes that travel yeah yeah um so i mean what we're talking about today right is obviously compliance and then remote programming specifically yes remote programming like how do we keep people accountable so that they don't mess up by the time they see us in person again yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so for me um you know i have athletes think you know it's been kind of cool to say semi around the world i guess they travel around the world i mean yeah it is and so you you haven't been there shut up (laughs) Anyway, speaking to the remote programming, it is a good op- a good option for us to keep in touch with the athlete and and basically be able you know virtual visits are, are very much still a thing, mm-hmm. and it is a great way to ensure that they you know are moving correctly and, and really meeting the purpose of each exercise. I can hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, and so it, you know when I'm working with these athletes, both near and far. Um, it, it's it's a good opportunity for me to see if they're doing it right, and then again meeting the intent. Now, kind of dialing it back, and with the athletes, I get the privilege of working with in town, mm-hmm. still getting to check in with them and seeing if there is the progress looks different, mm-hmm. right? When I'm working with an athlete remotely. I can only see what they're doing right then. And then in theory, when I do check back in with them and have them perform that same movement, there should be progress. Mm -hmm. There is something to be said about seeing them face to face. You can actually provide tactile or like place your hands on the athlete and and making sure you can move them in certain positions if Mm -hmm. they need tactile cues. So there is something to be said about, you know, being seen in clinic. But when you're in that position where they, you know, are out of the country, out of the state, whatever the case may be, just out of town. 
having those virtual visits and providing that remote programming is such a good tool for for both me and you i'm assuming because you do remote programming also mm-hmm. and it also provides a, a factor of reassurance for the athlete yeah. you know what i'm saying like they're doing it on their own they don't have that trained eye to make sure that they are performing from a to b correctly they can get lackadaisical with some really foundational movements that feel easy but they're not meeting the the intent of it mm-hmm. so you know with these virtual visits and and having their program with them really allows us to keep them in check in more ways than just you know over the phone we can see them virtually and then also you know exactly what program you're they're doing because you provided it for them. So if someone comes up to you and they tell you, uh, like you throw that out there, like, Hey, you know, we can set up virtual visits mm-hmm. or, um, we can kind of, you know, keep up contact and then I can program for you, you know, at a monthly point, And then we'd like zoom meet. And what do they, if they say, well, but I mean, what am I going to get out of that? Because you're not going to put your hands on me. Like you're not needling me. I don't get the manual. Right. I don't get, you know, the scraping, you know, all these things. How do you respond to that? You know, that is a good point in a lot of ways because I'm a big advocate of in-person meetings. So Mm. I almost talk out of both ends of my mouth. But the point is... Stop. Anyways, the point is that when that... When they do come to that conclusion, it it is heard first and foremost. Mm -hmm. But if... You know, it's just if, 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 uh, what am I saying? If travel is an issue or mm-hmm. you're just not going to be in town to be seen for that, then we have to go to the next best alternative mm-hmm. to ensure that they are, in fact, moving correctly. Because it doesn't necessarily, I don't necessarily have to cue you in a tactile way, i.e., putting hands on the joint to move appropriately. It is, you know, taking them through a correct program and then watching them move still has a lot of value. Mm-hmm. It's again what I mentioned earlier. You have the trained eye to see them move correctly. And then, you know, at some point you do need to see them in clinic, period. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of where I'm at with it. But at the same time, there's value behind having an exact regimen provided by someone who is, in fact, educated in the area. So you know exactly what your athlete's doing. And then when you do meet via Zoom or whatever virtual platform uh, we use, you're able to see that progress. Mm-hmm. So again, building value around knowing what your athlete is doing. You provided it for them. You know exactly how they're doing it because you educated them on it. It's that. also more accountability, right? Like, oh, for sure. Like if I just say, hey, I want to see you, but you're going to go travel the world or go live in another country. Um, and then there's no accountability. Like how are they going to keep doing their shit? Yeah, um, I and mean, then, having those check-ins is huge. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like, where I come from sometimes like the angle as like hey like we can hold you accountable make sure you're doing things um also like some of these people we've known longer than anybody they're gonna know wherever they are Ooh, yeah that's a good point typically they go somewhere yeah they may live somewhere else for a long time but you already know their history you know what they can and cannot do and they can program accordingly whether mm-hmm. it be rehab or actual um training uh the guy that was just here before you got here late um <laughs> Uh, he's actually a patient of mine that was referred to me about a year ago and you know i helped him with his back pain and he would come in for maintenance off and on uh but he moved to california Mm. so he still works from home in california but comes one once a month every week nice and so he comes once a month every month once a month every month for a week that's what i meant once a month every month for a week yeah yeah once a month Every month. Every month for a week. Oh, for a full... Oh! 
<laughs> I hope you, if you guys get to if see you, me, I was like really focused. She was just like, stop! I couldn't. Right, she I, couldn't even think. One plus click. two is what? Yeah, no, seriously. I'm sorry. So you were saying? Yeah. So, um, and you know, like he has someone. He could have someone in California. He could have some, but he just trusts me because I've worked with him so much. Yeah. And so, like, we're transitioning. Sorry. We're transitioning him to, uh, you know, coming in for maintenance once a month, and then on top of that. You know, um, I'm gonna hook him up with Emma to do remote programming because that's mm. more her spiel. Sure. Uh, right now, like I'm trying to do other things, but trying to make that person work with us and stay within our system because mm. we know him and he feels comfortable with us. Sure. Right. Um, really quick, I do like you know what we said. It was in two different, like two different forms, but still kind of saying the same thing. How you the the accountability part. Mm -hmm. My version of the accountability is ensuring that they're sticking exactly to the program. I mean, still, this wow, um, is ensuring that I know that this is the program that they have and mm -hmm. they should be doing it. The accountability is when we do meet via Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is that the same thought process is there. And remote programming has a lot of value, and that was a great way of of, of putting it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like plain and simple accountability. For me, it was just more of I, and it speaks to what you just said. Like you, you're they're comfortable with you. You already know how they move. You know their movement patterns. Mm -hmm. You know and, what they don't like. Exactly. You know exactly. what they do like. And you know what they need to work on. So mm -hmm. I do think that um, the thought process that we both have is very, very in line with what remote programming has to offer. Yeah. You know? Um, so farthest athlete you says in Europe. Yeah. I have one in China. Mm -hmm. uh, -huh. mm -hmm. uh Do you have anybody that travels to you regularly from somewhere else? Uh, yeah, not too far, though. Um, Laredo. Mm -hmm. I have two from Laredo. I have two from Dallas that will come once a week. Mm-hmm. But that's, and then like smaller cities like yeah. Hondo, Uvalde, stuff like that. That's cool, right? Yeah. Did yeah. you ever think that would happen? Oh, gosh. Reflecting on it? No. Yeah, I have like, I know, like six or seven people from Austin that come regularly. That's awesome. And, and traffic's miserable, Laredo, dude. Corpus. Yeah, I don't have any. From I have a firefighter, but. Yeah. But like, it's cool because it also speaks to, right, like the value that we provide. Mm -hmm. But also what I was thinking is. You know, we can do so much in one session, mm -hmm. right? Like the biggest complaint I hear from with these people that are out of town is like, why can't I find anybody like you over there, right? Sure. And like sometimes these people that I follow up with come in like once every two weeks, once a month. Right. And I get them better that fast mm -hmm. because what we do in one hour is way more valuable when we see our patients than mm -hmm. like when they go to PT in their, in their small town or their hometown, they see them for 10 or 15 minutes and it's just like, you know, like they're they're just in a factory doing the same exercise as everybody else with the same kind of thing, mm -hmm. but they're not like really diagnosed. Right. So like to me, I think it speaks value to where we're at and how the value that we can provide, but then it also speaks to our profession and how behind we are in like the healthcare arena. And that's, that's a good point in both those areas. You know, it's just, I've just had this conversation with my last athlete before coming in here. Late. Uh, whatever. Anyways, he was, he was, he, he had just ran, finished his PT, I think, or had gone through the traditional setting. Mm -hmm. And I, it was night and day for him. And, and, and he made it very clear. He's like, we definitely need more clinics like this here. And, you know, and, and basically took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. He's like, I don't even know why I would go back to that setting. For the, for the simple reason, he is a higher level athlete. Right. And when you're mm -hmm. in a traditional setting, it's hard for PTs in a traditional clinic, in a tra traditional setting to provide higher level 
or, or, or specified programming because I mean higher level care in general, right? Or well, yeah, you like, know, higher level care because they just can't when you're yeah. limited to. It's not their fault. They're like super busy. Yeah, so, oh, one to people. four people, yeah. and when you're talking about like, or let's just you know, three, one to three people, and if two out of those three have are having a really bad day and a lot of pain, that can take up a lot oh, yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, you know, so they just don't get that option, and mm. so. When going back to our setting, remote programming, we have that opportunity to provide that care that you need, even if it is not a you know you know one on one type of thing. Yeah. It is in fact you know the accountability is a huge factor. You know exactly what they what they're doing because you programmed it for them, right? And then seeing them, even if it is virtual, not in in person, there's still that check in. Yeah, you're still moving correctly, or there's still that minimal or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said to remote programming because we have that option that opportunity to be able to sit there one-on-one and you know check in verbally visually yeah. and really see where you're at and, and see if we're obtaining the goals the right way it's so crazy what like for me because i work with barbell athletes and and sometimes they're like in other states and like when i get a phone call from one of them it's like yeah i just don't trust any other pts like yeah. you know me uh and you're probably like the only pt that i can trust right now uh-huh. i'm like what are we doing like, Wait. as a profession. Yeah, I know, right? Right? Like, why can't we all provide the same level of care? Um, it's kind of frustrating for me, but it's kind of cool for me to be able to help people that are cross-country or across the world. Heck, um, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's a small flex, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're not talking about that. Yeah, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, appreciate us, because we're in San Antonio. I know. <laughs> Stupid. Popper, what is it? Contrary to popular belief. Is that right? No, it doesn't matter. Anyways, guys, t- if if you are hearing this and you're not in the city of San Antonio, we offer remote programming. Both Edward and I are in a place in a place where you know we we have the skills to provide to to all levels of athletes, in my opinion. So if you are if you can't get in here, get in here. <laughs> make it happen. We can I, make it work. We yeah. can do something. We can provide at least some value, some knowledge. We can do something for you mm-hmm. as an individual anywhere yeah we will get you that program that you need to to get you going so with that being said guys check in with us and we're always looking for more topics uh if there's a burning question that you guys want to ask us shoot us a message either one of us have social media it's all in the link that i think is provided yeah it is provided right okay well please drop us some comments we'd love to keep keep going with this we enjoy doing it clearly i laugh too loud so does he if you want to put some comments about how danielle's constantly late (laughs) that's fine too Thank you very much. All right, guys. You guys have a good one. Bye. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano, where Where you you come come first. first.